Hello and welcome to another episode of the Abundantly Successful Show, the show for conscious entrepreneurs who have the deep desire to turn their passion to successful and thriving business, all while making a big impact in the world. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, also known as the creator of possibilities. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about something very, very important that so many people are searching for. Some find it, some don't which is the life purpose, or there's another name for it. It's called Dharma, and I believe I, I pronounced that right. And our guest expert today is Rachel Thompson. So she is an author, an entrepreneur, podcast host, who really helps people find the life purpose, or Dharma, like she likes to call it. So with that said, let me introduce you to Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Thanks for being here. Great to have you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm happy to share what I know with all the listeners. All right, I'm definitely going to pick your brain. Awesome. <laughs> but before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about like, you know, who you are, what you do, and my most favorite question, why you do what you do? Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, like you said, I help people discover their life purpose. And the method that I use is we work from the inside out. So I'm big on meditation, self-discovery, figuring out who you are. And once you get to that point, then finding something on the outside that aligns with it. And the reason I do what I do is because I followed all the steps I thought I should take in life, went to college, went to grad school, got the nine to five. That didn't make me happy. So then I took a drastic step, moved to a different city, different state, started my own business. That didn't make me happy. And what I realized is when I'm not happy on the inside, nothing on the outside is going to fulfill me. So that's why I approach everything I do, my books, my podcasts, everything with, we have to start with the inside first and work our way out. I love it. I love it. And it is so true. Now, you know, let's kind of talk a little bit, you know, life purpose. I mean, what, or even Dharma, I mean, maybe we should start with that. What exactly is Dharma? Where does that come from? I've never heard of that word before. Yeah, Dharma is a Sanskrit term for life purpose. And the the thought process behind it um, is that we are here for a purpose. We are all put on this earth. We chose to incarnate on this earth, depending on how spiritual you want to get. Um, because we have unique talents, we have unique gifts, and we have a unique way of sharing it with the world. So that is essentially our dharma. I know that I've heard the word dharma getting thrown around a lot. And it wasn't until I actually read Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. He has a law of dharma. And he broke it down so simply and concretely and in a way that just made sense in today's society. That was the first time I actually understood what the word Dharma meant. So for anybody who is watching or listening and you've heard the word Dharma being thrown around and you're like, oh no, am I living my Dharma? What is Dharma? Simply put, it is your reason for being here. We're all beautifully unique. We all have special gifts and we all have a unique way of sharing these gifts with the world. So that's what Dharma is. Plain and simple, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so what would you say is really the driving force? Why so many, 
you know, are looking for their, for their life purpose. And I know, I mean, someday they search, you know, their li- lifelong journey is, you know, find their, their life's purpose, but they never really find. So can you, can you maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, it's very hard in today's society because from the day that we are born, we're essentially molded and it depends on our culture and it depends where we grow up. Um, so for example, I grew up in America thinking like you have to do well in school. Once you do well in school, then you go to college. You have to do well in college. And once you do that, then you'll get a nine to five job and then the world will be right. And you'll buy a house and you'll have a family and, and you'll be happy. So it's very hard because from day one of our existence, we are being socialized and formed and molded into these people that society thinks we should be. So what happens for a lot of us, whenever we start this life purpose quest is we come to a point where we've checked off a whole bunch of boxes of things we thought we should do. And we're still not fulfilled. We're still not happy. And we tend to look on the outside for this because again, that's what we've been molded to do. We have been told that if you're able to drive a certain car or live in a certain type of home, be able to travel to certain places. That's what brings you happiness and fulfillment. So we continue to search on the outside and, you know, a large driving force is uh, wealth and abundance. And so we do things, we're chasing the almighty dollar. And what we don't ever do, or what many of us don't do is we don't take a step back and really evaluate who we are deep down, what those gifts are. And, um, And how we can share those with the world and how we can learn to trust that as a byproduct of that abundance will come. What we're doing instead is just chasing the dollar, chasing the dollar, chasing the dollar, but not ever going within to really understand ourselves and know what's going to fulfill us. I mean, there's so many, you know, rich people out there, very successful people out there. They have tons of money, but they're still not happy. Exactly. Right? So I believe that money, money doesn't bring us happiness. I think it's more like finding really what makes us happy from within that brings us to happiness. And like you mentioned, you know, that brings to ha- the, the abundance. And I, you know, I watched something yesterday uh, from Gabby Bernstein and something also like, um, you create something also from the inside out. Like if you want abundance, if you want happiness, it's not something that, that comes from the outside. It's something that you create within and then whatever is outside of you, it will reflect the, the happiness within. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yes, that's absolutely the law of Dharma pretty much. Mm-hmm. So um, an, an essential component of finding your life purpose or living your dharma is this element of trust is this element of if i know who i am and not only do i know that but i have confidence to present who i truly am even if it seems weird to people even if it seems different when i have the confidence to present that to the world in the unique way that only i can then abundance is just a natural byproduct it just comes and Gabby Bernstein and tons of spiritual, very successful people have proven this Mm -hmm. time and time again. The problem is, is so many of us doubt ourselves and we second guess these gifts or maybe we've had a gift from a young age, but we've been too fearful to express it to the world because it's different. 
It's different than what our parents do. It's different than what our friends do, our colleagues do. And so we stifle it and we never allow ourselves to live that process of actually sharing it with the world and watching what comes into our lives as a result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people that really hide their gifts or even like, you know, I mean, I'm in like certain Facebook groups, you know, where a lot of empaths are in there, like, you know, and they really, they feel their gift more as a burden rather than a gift. I mean, when I found out I'm an empath and I have all these superpowers, I like to call them superpowers. I mean, how cool is that, right? You can talk to your angels, you can connect with the universe. Like how cool Uh is that? But you know, there's so many people out there that really feel burdened by that. And they try to hide in that, like really push it away because it's like, you know, it makes them different, but I like to be different. I don't know. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Yes. I love to be different now but I had to come to that place. Mm -hmm. So I love how you mentioned that you're an empath because as a child, I was a little weird. Like I was empathic. I didn't realize what an empath was at that time. I had intuitive gifts. I was very interested in things that kids aren't interested in. Like I was interested in crystals and none of my, neither of my parents were, had crystal like, but I, I somehow had this interest. So then around middle school, I realized that the cool kids weren't like that. So at that point, I stifled all those gifts and I did everything I could to conform to not be weird. And it wasn't until my late 20s, whenever I started to allow that quote unquote weirdness, <laughs> my true self, my what makes me different to, to emerge again. But it's hard because I stifled it for so long. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. And it's, it's hard to figure out what our Dharma is, what our life purpose is when we've been stifling it for 10, 20, 30, 40 plus years. And, and we're like, we come to a point where we are willing to discover who we are, but our natural tendency for all those years, our habits has been to push that person deep down. So that's why it turns into a process of like emerging back into who you've always been, but who you try, who you've shunned for a lot of years. I don't know. Did you, did it happen to you too, that the universe kept hitting you in the head really hard for you to listen and <laughs> to wake you uh-huh. up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The same, what's the saying that the universe first tells you things and whispers. And then if you don't listen, it comes in shouts. And then when you don't listen, it comes in problems. Yeah, I, the universe always has to present me with some problems for me to be like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll listen now. Yeah, yeah, I still have the bumps, you know, in my head. You know, I got hit so many times because I was <laughs> resisting like crazy. I didn't grow up around any of that stuff. I mean, I just learned about all that spiritual, the woo-woo side like a few years ago. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, but I'm like, that's just weird. Yeah. But then it's just like whenever I found out I'm an empath, just everything, just like all the puzzle pieces just kind of like felt, you know, got put together and it's just, it's still, the universe kept hitting me very, very hard because I was resisting a lot. <laughs> yes. All of the resistance. That's the thing. A lot of times the universe tries to lead us right to our life purpose, right to our dharma. And the whole time we're fighting it. And that's why it seems so hard because we're stubborn and we don't always want to listen. So why do you think is it that so many people really resist stepping into their purpose and actually or finding their purpose and stepping into that? Uh, there's, there's a lot of reasons. I think a lot of what we just talked about with 
you know, we've been socialized to be a certain way. We don't want others to think we're weird. We have a lot of doubts. And then there's another part of us who doesn't think that we deserve, who doesn't think that we're worthy, who doesn't think that we're good enough. So we can really, really want something. But on a subconscious level, we're playing the script in our mind. You'll never be able to do that. You might enjoy doing that, but you will never find success doing that. So it's very hard to take appropriate action, to take the right steps, and to really trust in what those right steps are when we have this mind chatter that, like I said, goes on on a subconscious level a lot of times. We're not even that aware of it. That's telling us, you don't deserve this. You're not worthy. It's not going to work out. Mm. And I think like another thing that I, at least that's how it was for me was like, I was really afraid of it as stepping into that because like, I know for me, I know I'm meant to be on stage, but for many, many years, I was like, just the thought of public speaking. Oh my God, I almost passed out. So, you know, for me, it was like, that was like all the hitting in the head, you know, that the, because I was resisting where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do. Like I have seen my future, you know, like really talking to thousands of people. And just the thought of that, I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> you know, sorry, my language. But that, that I think a lot of people, when they really realize what their true purpose is and see how powerful that would be, how much change they can bring to the world, can be quite frightening. I don't know. What do you think about that? Absolutely. It's frightening. And like you said, a lot of the steps to follow our purpose are terrifying. Mm -hmm. It are, these are things that our old self would never do, like the public speaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, so just maybe even um, networking and connecting with different people could be really scary. Uh, coming out with a podcast or a YouTube channel to get your message out, writing a book. There's so many steps that are terrifying and you just have to push through the fear. And I wish that I had like a magical formula to say that the fear will never be there, but it is. And you just recognize it for what it is. And you, you tell yourself that it's okay, that you can do this. And then you just have to do it. Like it just takes some willpower sometimes and you push yourself to do it. And then you realize it wasn't that bad. You build it up to be way worse than what it actually was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the mind, you know, like mind likes to play tricks and the ego likes to keep us in our safe, in, in our comfort zone because anything outside of the comfort zone is very, very scary. But that's usually where the magic happens, right? Mm, oh, yes, exactly. Exactly. And you're right. The ego, you know, people, the ego gets a really bad rap and it can be a little annoying sometimes. But all it is—that's an understatement. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> really annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but you have to kind of come to a truce with your ego. I talk to my ego. I have a name for my ego. I visualize my ego, and there's a part of me who gets very frustrated. But there's other part of me that says, "I know that you're trying to keep me safe." You know, I know that because of these things that happened in our past, you are scared that if I do this, I'm going to get hurt again, but I'm here to tell you that it's okay. We, we can do this. We're an adult. Now we can go forward and you know what, if it doesn't work out, that's okay because there's always another step, another path to take. So yeah, it's, it's always that internal struggle, but it's, I, I spent 
years fighting my ego, just basically saying no, 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 like stop talking. And, <laughs> and, and now I've come to a place where I, you know, we kind of try and come to a compromise. Mm-hmm. That's good for everybody. You know, I actually like that you're talking about it like that. You know, like the, the ego is like a separate part of you. And, you know, that's what, when I realized that it made a huge difference for me because, I mean, I thought, you know, it was just me, you know, being weird or being crazy, whatever. But it was not until someone, one of the coaches I worked with, she also told me, have a conversation with your ego. I'm like, what? And even Wayne Dyer, I mean, he talks about, you know, the ego is like, you want to see it as a separate person. Because, I mean, when you pass on, your ego doesn't, but your soul does. So technically, you're two entities in a sense, right? You're two parts. And you can then choose to ignore your ego. Because usually, I know for me, it was like, it was like a really bad marriage. And like at one point, you know what I did? I actually wrote a divorce decree to, to my ego. I'm like, I'm divorcing you. I don't want to be with you no more. <laughs> Unless you really, you know, support me in what I want to do. And, you know, I think it is so important to really see that, that it's really your ego is part of you, but it's not who you are. It's mm-hmm. just that part of you that, that, that really tries to keep you safe, but also sabotages your success. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And whenever you're trying to follow your dharma or find your life purpose, it, you will constantly be questioning, is this a, in line with who I truly am? with that soul divine side of me, or is this my ego? And the ego can be tricky. And sometimes it's hard to tell. But the more practice you get, you know, really getting in touch with who you are through meditation, introspection, whatever that process looks for you, the easier it is to tell what's coming from your true self versus what's coming from the ego. Yeah, I love it. You know, thanks for mentioning that. I really appreciate it. Now, what can you really do to find your life purpose? I mean, like I said, we, we talked about earlier that so many you know they're searching for years and don't really find it. So if someone is really at the point they want to find out what are they meant to do, what what can you tell them? Like how can they find out what their true dharma or life purpose is? Mm-hmm. Well, we talk a lot about finding a life purpose and We have to realize that the life purpose is there. It's just really being able to allow it to emerge. And so there's two, I mean, there's, there's different steps, but two I want to talk about here. The first is desire and intention. So setting that intention that you are going to discover that life purpose, you know, figure out what your Dharma is. And the second is detachment. So, I, I actually wrote a book, Live Life on Purpose, a couple years ago, and it goes into step-by-step, step, like how you can go back to your childhood and figure out um, what, what it was you were good at, what you liked, like before you got too socialized, and you know, it, it works with the mindset, works with affirmations and meditations and things like that, and it's definitely still a good book. I stand by the book. But since then, I have evolved in my teachings and what I have found through my own life and just through the lives of others and working with others is that so much of it, it's less of a process than what we want to make it out to be. So like I said, it almost just comes down to that intention and desire and the detachment from it. So you want to set the intention that I am willing 
to figure out what my life purpose is. I'm willing to listen to my higher guidance. I'm willing to work on my ego, work on my mindset, use affirmations, um, do things like journaling and meditation and do what I need to do so that I can have ideas and that I can get guidance and I can be open to that guidance. So you set that intention, but then you become detached from the details of it and you allow and you trust. And when you do this, then you are gently guided along your path. And then you have to take action whenever you receive this guidance. Um, but whenever we become super bogged down with a specific process or bogged down with um, it too many details, then what we do is we, that's actually coming from the ego. We get so involved with the ego, we get super attached to the outcome that we're blocking the guidance. And so I know for me personally, a lot of people, detachment's one of the hardest things to do. It's really easy to set the intention to have these desires. You know, we think we know what we want. We're doing vision boards or different manifestation meditations or what, whatever your process is. But, and then you just hold so tightly to that. Yeah. But what I encourage you to do is, yes, like I said, set the intention and then let it go. And then trust and follow your joy. Follow what is making you happy. And the more you can follow that, the closer and closer you are getting to living your life purpose or your dharma. And, you know, I kind of just want to highlight some very, very, very important key words. And it's really, you mentioned allowing. I think that is like huge. You got to allow the stuff to come in. And then you also mentioned, you know, trust and detach. And I also like to, you know, call like, you know, surrender. You know, one of the things is like, you know, that was actually my biggest challenge, like, surrender like detaching and surrendering that you know knowing that everything is possible that anything that you really want will just come to you and then also you know setting the intention and uh, I mean some of the things that I've seen a lot is that you people want to find out something but then they're not even allowing anything mm -hmm. to come and I think it kind of goes back to what you said being attached to that outcome right and because it, it's you know one of the things that I always you know read in books it's like the universe delivers the stuff to you whatever it thinks is best for you to your highest and greatest good. And oftentimes it's something that we didn't even think we want, or it was something completely different than what we set out that we wanted. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. But then whenever you look back, you can see, I'm sure everybody can look back at something in their life that they didn't understand at the time, but now they understand and they can say, this is why I had to go through that. This is why I had to take that turn. I had to take that step that seemed so wrong, but it actually was right. And that is really, really hard. So for example, my first business was supposed to be a pet store and a lot of things went wrong with it. I, I wanted to have a physical location, could not find a physical location where I wanted it. So then I started an online dog store. I just had like problem after problem after problem after problem. But what that dog store did was it gave me all of the experience in starting a business. It gave me tons of knowledge and because I was struggling so much with it, it set me along a path of self-development. So those things that at the time felt like failure and things that I was embarrassed I was going through and I was questioning why I was going through them, 
I absolutely needed to go through every single one of them. Every single door that was closed in my face needed to be closed because it was not the right door for me. And yes, looking back, I can say that so clearly and I can be happy about it, but going through it was an absolute struggle. And, And that's where the trust, and I love how you said surrender. It's so much just about surrendering and just knowing that things will work out for your highest and best good. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I love the story. I mean, you know, that's exactly how it was for me. And it's like, you know, so many people that hold on to, well, this was a failure that doesn't work out. It wasn't meant to be instead of seeing the gifts. One of my coaches had told me is that everything that happens doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And I think you just, summed it up so nicely with you with your story because everything led you to where you're at today like i'm pretty sure if you wouldn't have gone through all that you wouldn't be where you're at right now right you may have never experienced all the the spiritual development as, as well right or either oh yes yes absolutely i had to go through all of that i it, i had to the, that business was a safe business that got my feet wet and i can look back now and say this led to that led to this led to that i mean I mean, it was just such a process. I can look back and say, okay, I first started on my path of spiritual development and I can pinpoint the YouTube video that I watched. And that was my first like self-help spiritual development step. And then I can think of like, okay, I don't, I don't follow that person anymore on YouTube because I feel like I've evolved past that. And that will happen a lot. You'll find teachers that work for you for a while And then they don't because there's something else that you need on your evolution. So I can look back and see every single step that seemed so minimal at the time, but ended up being incredibly significant Mm -hmm. on my journey. Yeah, I totally love it. So now let's talk about like, I mean, what does it feel like, or how do you really know I found my life purpose? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like I said a little bit ago, that following your joy, following your happiness, it is a sense of peace. It is the way that I like to think about it is if I won the lottery tomorrow, would I still be doing this? And if the answer is yes, then you found your life purpose. If the answer is no, then you might be on track, but there might be something else that could be just a little better of a fit. So yeah, it's just, um, and you know, you mentioned being intuitive and I'm sure that you know about energy and I like energy as well. And so it's really hard to describe the energetic feeling of it, but a lot of material, spiritual material, material talks about being in the flow when you're in a flow state, when you found your life purpose, you feel a sense of flow. This doesn't mean that there's not challenges along the way. This doesn't mean that you don't have hiccups along the way. I mean, I I know that I'm on the right track with my life purpose. Anytime I try to do something technical on my computer, I have all of the frustrations. (laughs) And, (laughs) but that's okay. That's just par for the course. I get it. I'm not going to let that deter me and and think too much in it, into it and say like, well, maybe because this is happening, I'm not on the right track. Like, no, it's just a little irritation. But when I'm doing the actual work, I'm in the flow. It comes out effortlessly. It almost feels like when I am teaching this, it's coming through me. It's not coming from me. And Mm -hmm. that's my sign that's coming from source, my higher self, something greater than my little ego. 
I love it. You know, like for me, it's like whenever I think about, you know, the future, even though it's scary for me, it's like, I think that's when I, when I really knew that I was right on track is like, I have, I feel this, this tingling in my body like this. It's like a, like a little fire within me that I just, I cannot wait to get out there and, and make stuff happen. So that's when I realized, like when I shifted thing, thing, things around in my business, you know, where I added like all the spiritual stuff and I was a lot more in alignment with that. My business excited me. Before it was, oh, I got to do all this. I mean, it was fun, you know, working with clients, but there was just something missing. But I think when you really find that you feel, I, at least that's how it is for me. That's how it's like some other people that I've talked to. They feel that inner burning, that inner fire that, I don't know, they're just super excited about what's about to come, what they're working towards. I don't know. Do you experience that too? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and the same how you spoke about your business. I've had similar experiences in my business. I mentioned the book that I wrote a couple years ago, and that was when I was first starting out. And my background is um, I'm a master's in clinical counseling. So I came from it with a very um, psychological perspective, very much the mindset and working with the subconscious, which I do still believe is an important part. But as I have evolved and I have added that spiritual component as well, that excites me. I love it. I love when I get the opportunity to tell people about it. I, I could just talk for, for days. If somebody's in the supermarket and they give me an in, I'm like, oh, I have all the things to say. I'm just like, excited. I completely feel you on that one. Same with me. I could talk about spiritual mindset like all day long. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and that's when you know, because when I had my nine to five job, and people would ask me what I did for a living. I'd be like, oh, it's just this. And they'd say, oh, it sounds interesting. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. That wasn't my life purpose. And I'm sure, you know, people listening can relate to that feeling. Like you don't really want to talk about it because you mm -hmm. just go to work and you get a paycheck and it is what it is. When you found it, it just clicks. And you're right. It ignites something within you that it's really hard to put into words. But I promise that it, you're, we're all capable of finding it. Yeah. But, you know, I think the one thing we maybe should also add is that just because we find ourselves, uh, uh, our uh, life purpose doesn't mean that success is just going to happen overnight, right? And it's just going to fall in our lap, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think that is uh, something that people unfortunately fall into where they get so involved with like the, the, the manifesting side, the visualizing side and the, the spirituality and the meditation that we almost forget that it requires action. And, you know, we can be coming from a very purposeful place and very aligned in ourselves, but we still are living in a very material world. And so we have to be able to bring that to the world that we live in if we, and, and take action on it if we want to, to find these, to, to find the success that matches our life purpose. And, and the second note too is, Sometimes a major part of our life purpose is not going to be what we do for a living. A lot of times it is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is service work. And going to your job so you can pay your bills is so worth it because what you do on the side and the service that you're able to provide, maybe through volunteering or being a parent or a mentor, whatever that is, that's your life purpose. So the things that you have to do to support it make it worth it. So I just wanted to clarify there because, because we're all different. Our purposes are all different. I don't want everybody to think that they absolutely have to start their own business in order to follow their life purpose. It can really come in a variety of different avenues. 
Yeah, because I mean, you could even be in a job and still that can be your purpose. So yeah, I mean, I kind of I like that you that you pointed out. I mean, I'm I'm guessing most of the audience are listening. They are already entrepreneurs. So, but you know, like you mentioned, you know, the purpose can be something else. But you know, like earlier we talked about the universe, and like I've gotten hit so many times. You've gotten, you know nudged or maybe even smacked a couple of times so what are some of the signs that you know from the universe that the universe is really guiding you yeah uh so it's so individual what people's signs are um i have signs that might seem weird to others but i know that when i see them it is a sign from the universe for example, when I see a shiny penny that is heads up, that's a sign, the universe. And it made so, and, and, and I only, only find them when I am in the flow and when I'm thinking of something, like maybe I'll do this next to my business, or maybe this is a good step to take. And I do a lot of my thinking while I'm walking my dogs and I'll look down and there will be a shiny penny. So that is one for me. I think that synchronicities is another huge one. So let's say if you're thinking of something and then somebody brings it up, or if you're thinking of something and you turn on YouTube and there's a video that addresses it, those are synchronicities to pay attention to. That's the universe giving you a little sign. Hey, you were thinking about this. Here is some content that can help you with it. Here is another individual who can help you along your way. When you see that, those are signs that you have to follow the guidance. It's going to help you on your life purpose. Something else that I love is uh, numerology. And I'm not like super versed in numerology, but I will see repeating numbers on the clock very frequently. And it depends on what's going on in my life. So I'll, I'll give a cool story. Um, I was, oh gosh, I guess it was a couple months ago. I was going through a very challenging time and I was in my car and I was just like, what's next? What am I going to do? And so I prayed and I asked for guidance and I just said, I give up. What am I supposed to do here? At that very same time, I got a call on my phone. Now I used to live in another area. So my area code is still another area code. I get tons of wrong numbers. As soon as I see this area code pop up, I know it's a wrong number. I know it's not for me. So it was from that area code. But the first five digits of that number that called me were 555. And so I immediately was like, that's a sign. What is 555? And 555 is an angel number indicating that there is a positive change to come and to trust. That gave me enough, just an, an, enough trust. It, it gave me a little boost of positivity that I needed so that I could kind of push through that rut I was in. And it was completely right. Everything that's happened since then has been for the positive. And, yeah. you know, you said something that I also would like to point out because it is so, so important. You said you give up. Yeah. And how often do we say, oh, I need to figure this out. I mean, how can I do this? How, 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 how? 
And that's like really, you know, holding on to, to the control. And, you know, for me, like I've been doing a lot of training on like, you know, uh, courses on like manifesting and those type of things. And, you know, I've learned all these things, like you gotta let go, you gotta trust, you gotta, and it never really clicked until I was actually at a point and it seemed like that that's where you were at. I give up, show me what to do. I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what direction to go into. Show me lead the way. Mm-hmm. and you just really take a step back and then things just kind of come to you and like with an angel numbers i love it like i'm getting like overflow over flooded with angel numbers like every single day for the past two weeks like from you know all kind of numbers but it is just so amazing if you think about that the universe is really listening the universe is really guiding you giving you the answers that you're looking for but you really gotta allow it to see it to be open to it and for a very long time you know i was really like resisting that too I was resisting that and you pointed out so nicely, you got, you let go of it. You said you give up. You don't know what to do. And that's when the answers come. And I think so many people, they might say I give up, but they really don't. They don't surrender. And that's like going back to you surrendered your situation and then you mm-hmm. got the guidance. So that's like so, super powerful. So I just wanted to point that out, you know, cause I thought it was like super powerful. <laughs> It is. It is. And it's a feeling of surrender. So yeah, you can say I surrender, but then if your mind's still like, but what about this? And what about this? What about this? That's not surrender. Like at that moment, I was like, I surrender. Like mm-hmm. physically I was like hunched over. And that's when I was like, asked for guidance. And at that moment I got the phone call mm-hmm. and I just knew that it would be okay. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm getting goosebumps all over. So yeah, my soul is totally on the same page with you here. <laughs> Now, I mean, I think we covered a lot of great stuff. I mean, I definitely could talk to you about this like for hours because we're so in sync about these things. And, you know, I really resonate with your story. But I mean, is there anything else that we should know about, you know, life purpose, finding it, what to do when we found or anything else that we should know about? Hmm. Um, let me think. Anything in addition to... Because I think we covered a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of good things. <laughs> we did. We did. We got a lot covered. Um really just to know that we all have one and uh, to know that a lot of times we feel like something's our life purpose, but then we say, but there's tons of people already doing that, but there's absolutely nobody else who can do it the way that you will do it. You have a unique way of presenting these gifts to the world. So don't let your ego tell you that's not your life purpose because there's other people already doing it. It can absolutely be your life purpose and you can present it to in, to the world in such a way that you reach a whole bunch of people that weren't being reached by other people doing it. So yeah, I think if I had last, a last little nugget of, uh, of inspiration, that would be it. That follow it, believe that what you can do is going to be unique and don't compare yourself to other people because there's only one of you and nobody's going to be able to do it the way that you can. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that. Anymore. I mean, I think it's like really take that in. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so powerful what you just said. You know, I think this is definitely an amazing interview. <laughs> <laughs> now, if any of the listeners would like to get in touch with you or learn a little bit more about you or just, you know, just connect with you, where can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can go to my website, Mind, Body, and Spirit Entrepreneur. Uh, it's www.mymbse, 
And if you go there and uh, you'll get a little pop up for a free affirmations, I think it's about 45 minutes affirmations all for abundance and success and all sorts of good stuff to help you find your life purpose. Um, you can sign up for that and you'll get emailed it right away for free. Uh, I also have two podcasts. One is every single Monday. It's called Mindful Mondays. And we have a reflection episode and a new guided meditation that kind of goes along with what we talk about in our reflection episode. And I came out with a fairly new podcast called the nine to five dropout show where I talk to entrepreneurs who dropped out of their nine to five to pursue their passion and just get their backstory. And we have everybody from people who work in energy to people who are marketing and SEO experts. So we really cover the gamut there. Yeah. Great. Well, I mean, the, all the links will be with the show notes anyway, so they can just click on it, you know, but I'll definitely go check out your, your, your podcast as well. Uh, I mean, you know, Rachel, thank you so much for being here. It was definitely great. I had a whole lot of fun talking to you about all this. <laughs> I did too. Thank you so much. I love this conversation. Oh, me too. We, we need to keep talking <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, like I said, thank you so much for, for being here. And I also want to thank you guys for, you know, for being here, for tuning in. I hope you enjoy all the episodes that, I, that I've released so far. And, you know, even today, I think this today was so far one of my most favorite interviews because we all have a deep inner desire to, to live our dream, to do something, to make a difference in the world. I mean, this is also why I created this show, because it helps me make a bigger difference in the world, make a difference hopefully in your life. So if you have any comments, if you have any, you know, you know just want to share what your life purpose is, leave a comment below. Like this video, share it, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel to you so you get notified about the other upcoming interviews. And you just, you know, no, and what Rachel said earlier, you have a purpose. You have a unique purpose uniquely to you. So allow yourself to find it and then really surrender to whatever comes to you. Because once you really allow yourself to surrender to the universe, to get the guidance, you will not believe how empowering that feels. If you've never experienced it, let me tell you, it is the most mind-blowing experience that you can ever experience when you know you are fully supported by the universe, by source, by God, whatever you believe in. And that when you ask for support and you really let go, like Rachel mentioned earlier, you know, she gives up, answers will come to you. So if you're struggling in your business right now, I would like to invite you just really surrender. There, there, if you are in the energy of surrendering, if you're in the energy of letting go and just allowing the answers to come to you, you will be amazed how much amazing things can come to you. So then you too will be amazing, abundantly successful. So with that said, thank you so much for being here and you know, make sure to check in next week for another episode of the Abundantly Successful Show and I hope you have an amazingly, abundantly successful day. 